Welcome to the OCR Show of Entrepreneurship and Original Development Podcast. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guests today are Simon Stephens from the Atlantic Technological University in Ireland and Christelle Miller from the University of Ulster, UK. They both published an article entitled Creating an Entrepreneurial Story in Digital Spaces, The Journeys and Experiences of Social Media Entrepreneurs. It has been published in Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor and Francis. Simon, Christelle, welcome to our podcast. Good morning. Thank you. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer? Um, so the source or the idea for the paper came from uh, a number of different places. Um, I've been fortunate enough over recent years to interview a lot of entrepreneurs for various papers. And I started to hear slight variations in their story and their experiences. And more and more, they were talking about social media that they were using Um, but recently they started to talk about the prevalence of uh, business people or entrepreneurs using social media almost exclusively in their business activities. And that got me got me thinking about what was happening there and if there was something different to what we understood or what we knew already about entrepreneurship. Um, I'm not a huge user of social media myself and when I'm trying to get ideas or understand entrepreneurs, normally I can observe it with my own eyes, look around, see it in towns, cities, urban areas, rural locations. But when I came to social media, I was a bit uncertain about, you know, what exactly uh, was going on. But in, in the classroom, you know, my students, given their age profile, they're, they're prolific users of social media and spend, you know, a substantial amount of time, you, you know, communicating and interacting with people through social media. So when I started to talk to them, I started to realize that maybe some of the stuff I was doing in the classroom, some of the teaching uh, materials I was using and some of the models, um, comprehensive and all as they were for describing typical entrepreneurship, weren't just doing it for this particular group of entrepreneurs that I thought existed. And I thought maybe, you know, this is something I need to look at just for my teaching, but also there might be a, a, a gap in the literature. There might be social media entrepreneurs out there as a distinct type. So when I have these ideas and I need to understand if it's going to turn into a paper, I turn to Crystal to see if there is something there that we can turn into a research question. And then if we can start to see if there's a, a clear gap in the literature that we can examine. So Crystal might explain the next bit of that. Jigsaw. Yeah, you, you know, as, as Simon had said, digital entrepreneurship and particularly social media is obviously a very hot topic and is something that I think we all know is around us. But then whenever you actually dig deeper, we know very little about these um, social media entrepreneurs and their actual entrepreneurial journeys and experiences. And it's very different from traditional entrepreneurship. So it really, you know, got us thinking about our existing entrepreneurship journey models and and the experiences of traditional entrepreneurs. How do they translate to this digital entrepreneurship world? So that really drove then our research question. What were the the main contributions of your paper? Well, again, we we once we figured out that there was a gap in the literature and that many of the the models that are out there to describe sort of entrepreneurship in terms of experience and journey, they're very much focused on a traditional um, stage or process based model 
where there's a very deliberate decision by somebody to become an entrepreneur and to interact in in sort of you know traditional formats maybe open a store open a business whatever it was do a lot of face-to-face customer engagement so we wanted to see if there were subtle changes we could make to the theories and models that we use in the classroom that people refer to in the literature, um, just to enhance our understanding. We weren't quite sure whether it was going to be a significant revision or minor revision or how exactly it would go about, but that's the nature of research. So we wanted to get in there and explore. Um, So we chose two models um, that I suppose we're familiar with and that I find particularly useful for translating what might happen in entrepreneurship to entrepreneurs and to students who might potentially uh, become entrepreneurs. So those two models were were with us um, along the way and kind of guided what we were we were trying to contribute to the to the area. Yeah, and in particular, so I suppose linking back to um, what types of bodies of literature. So we do through our findings do provide contributions to the traditional entrepreneurial journey. So as Simon um, mentioned there, we do revise the traditional journey in the le- through the lens of a social media um, entrepreneur. So we provide an updated um, journey model in regards to what that looks like. We also um, contribute to new insights into the lived experiences of social media entrepreneurs, both um, accidental entrepreneurs, but also those who set out on purpose to be a social media entrepreneur and compare those journeys um, and those experiences, um, again, with uh, a traditional, I suppose, business, whether it's a service or a product business type entrepreneur. Um, we, I think we illuminate, you know, that whenever it comes to social media entrepreneurship, there's a lot of complexities um, that a lot of people perhaps don't understand. And in particular, we provide good contributions towards that customer follower nexus, because in the social media context and space, um, followers are both customers, um, so whether they're absorbing um, content or absorbing like a service or knowledge or actually purchasing um, items perhaps, um, but they also um, have a huge influence on the business model, which I think a lot of um you know, a lot of the literature perhaps doesn't tease out because they also have a significant amount of power over the the sustainability of that business. And and the social media entrepreneur needs to have that close relationship with their followers slash who are in turn customers um, in order to ensure that their business model stays relevant over time. So there's a lot more, um, you know, differences in, in traditional ways of viewing even business models whenever you look at the social media context. What was for you the main theoretical and maybe methodological challenge or challenges in addressing such a question? So in terms of challenges, I, I think there's kind of three very um, sort of practical ones. There's the bit that all researchers face is that we have this sort of idea and maybe we, we can see there's a gap in the literature, but you don't quite know what's going to happen when you go out collecting data or you go doing the interviews. And we mentioned this in our in our previous podcast too. It is just the reality of doing research. So you're not sure what you're going to find out or anything that might um, have, a, have a real strong uh, impact. The second challenge is also sort of a practical one. It's, it's recruitment. Um, so... Again, it's probably easier to recruit from traditional entrepreneurship based than it is from social media because, again, unless you're, you know, strongly influenced and in following these people already, you know, it, it, it's difficult to identify who you might 
uh, recruit and who might uh, participate. Um, so, look, I did some background work. I talked to some people who who work a lot in in in, in entrepreneurship training, uh, consultancy, the usual kind of people I go to when I'm trying to identify a pool of people. Um, and what I would say is that we reached out to, to 30 very prominent people who work in this area, and they they virtually all of them, I think 28 of them came back to contact us to offer to participate. Uh, I mean, so that's really positive. Um, now, for a variety of reasons, their availability, um, our availability, scheduling, sample size, these kind of things, we, we ended up using 14. And when I was looking back at the people we used, I mean, they're really strong, high profile people. Um, probably more high profile than people reading the article might detect. But um, so that was really good. I mean, a challenge, but I think my experience with entrepreneurs, you know, they, they will uh, participate. They will give their time to help us understand uh, what's going on. And then the third sort of challenge, again, it's kind of a practical one. And it's one we referenced in the last podcast we did is, is that you need to just let them tell their story. And Crystal and I can understand what's going on from a theoretical point of view, or we can shape what they're telling us uh, to help us enhance theory. But you got to be careful when you're discussing with the entrepreneurs that you just let them describe their, you know, a day in their life, a week in their life, a month, a year, you know, because if you try and structure it too much, uh, they get confused or you hamper what they're telling you. You don't get a really um, accurate uh, picture so that's kind of three practical things i would say were challenges but i think we overcame them pretty good yeah particularly when it comes to you know accidental entrepreneurs um it's trying to unravel because some of them perhaps still within the social media context um the it's like the age-old terminology of entrepreneurs where a lot of entrepreneurs don't see themselves as being an entrepreneurs and it, and that's even more difficult for those who perhaps are accidental and depending on the type of business model that they have on social media, um, they may still view themselves as maybe a knowledge provider um, rather than an entrepreneur, but obviously that's monetized. Um, so that, I suppose, methodologically um, and then I suppose theoretically, then us being able to translate that into what that means for the revised model, um, you know, was was something, both a challenge and, and something obviously then links to our contributions. During your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or the most counterintuitive result? I think it was the complexity of the relationship between the entrepreneur and their followers or customers. For me, I mean, it on a good day, it could be really positive because you could interact with your customers uh, immediately. You could uh, get new ideas. You could shape what you wanted to do with your business. You could respond to changing needs, patterns of behavior, all those things. But on a bad day, it was overwhelming. It was too much. The level of interaction was constant. The ask from the customers were unrealistic. Um, the risk of losing followers or customers um you might lose them anyway in a business but that you would actually see it you would see the drop off in the interactions i think the intensity is what i would say of it um i, I really i came across from a number of the entrepreneurs and that ebbed and flowed over time now i know that that's probably what happens for traditional entrepreneurs too but this is a level of intensity that i don't think many entrepreneurs outside of social media experience with their with their customer base. So that, that was the kind of thing for me that stood out. 
Yeah, you know, I think sort of following on that one, I think, you know, we see now a lot of young people who want to be social media entrepreneurs. And obviously it is a very good medium for access and entrepreneurship, you know, whether it's, you know, people who are trying to get into work, you know, we have various different challenges with maybe traditional based um, entrepreneurship or or work and employment. However, that um, separation between life and, and entrepreneurship is is very intense as, as Simon said I think even though we know the dangers of social media in a general sense whenever then you think about it from the sense of you know a business and running a business online um, you know not only are you on hand you know 24 hours a day um, in, in your hand literally you're in your mobile hand but also the I think as Simon alluded to the impact on them you know even from their mental health so whether that's to do with the immediate seeing immediate drop off of customers and then the panic or also the fact that um, I suppose their customers slash followers are responding in real time and if they put out a post and someone doesn't like it like their business could be over you know that night it could be like instant where people just cancel them as they say so I think even though we maybe knew these things I think whenever we actually looked at the lived experiences of the entrepreneurs and give them that voice um, that was the most sort of surprising and really made me think a lot more about this whole concept and how there needs to be more awareness um, you know for people getting into this space. What are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs, managers, policymakers, practitioners in general? Um, so if I take the, the, the teachers and the practitioners, is that you need to adjust uh, your training, uh, your delivery and your content, uh, because this is, I think, a distinctive group of entrepreneurs with distinctive needs that are going to have a distinctive experience and go on a different journey to what we might normally uh, envisage for the people we work with either in a classroom or in a, in a, in a training environment. Um I think Crystal touched on this earlier. Social media offers the opportunity for people to become entrepreneurs and start business by accident. Uh, we highlighted a small number of people in our sample who really are entrepreneurs by, you know, it, it wasn't what they had envisaged, it wasn't their plan. Um, so they fall well outside what we might normally see as the trajectory of somebody who has a business idea and then puts it into practice and delivers true. So I, I think that's a key area that uh, people listening to the podcast and reading the paper should think about how we might explore that and see those accidental entrepreneurs and study study their behavior. So that's that's for me, I think, the key things. Yeah, you know, and, and if we think of, you know, government support mechanisms for entrepreneurship, like a lot of them are still pretty traditional in terms of um, the advice and support, whereas a social media business is very different. It's it's that really, you know, hybridity of marketing, you know, personal branding, you know, identity, looking at, re-looking at a business model in terms of what that looks like online versus a traditional business model, whereas I mentioned there previously the customer slash follower nexus is different um, in terms of how the how you treat them how they have an influence over your business so um, I think yeah those offer and support mechanisms for entrepreneurs would need some specialism perhaps to support um, social media entrepreneurs and also I suppose to highlight um, 
you know, this accidental entrepreneurship where we could do with more of it because there's a lot of people online who perhaps could, you know, have a viable business that are sitting there with a large following, have a lot of influence and maybe haven't thought about how they could generate, you know, a business from that. And I suppose greater awareness of the opportunities there would be, you know, very good. Thanks a lot, Crystal and Simon Sor, for participating to our show and presenting your paper entitled Creating an Entrepreneurial Story in Digital Spaces, The Journeys and Experiences of Social Media Entrepreneurs. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship and on the main podcast platform.